Today I'm joined by Brendan from Weedus. He's the lead vocalist, guitarist, and the only remaining founding member of Weedus, correct? Correct, yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. So uh, it's so I, nice I know to well. meet you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so first, I just want to say, I think it's cool that my name is in your song, Teenage <laughs> Dirtbag. <laughs> um, I was wondering, how did you decide on that name? In particular like did it just come to you or did you choose it for a certain reason uh well it's perfect it's a perfect vowel consonant um motion okay and, uh for that spot in the verse and um i didn't personally know somebody called noel when i was younger uh but there was the name was uh somebody was named that in my brother's class okay um so i and i don't I never knew that person. Um, yeah. I'm not sure if my brother did either. So I don't know. Yeah. Cool. Well, that's interesting. I I just wondered that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I also wanted to talk a little about the origin of that song. So I didn't know this until recently when I was watching the video about the story behind Teenage Dirtbag, but it actually had to do with like the satanic panic uh, of the 80s and uh, like the murder that took place in your hometown. And, you know, people thinking that heavy metal was the cause of that. And I honestly never would have guessed that because the song sounds kind of lighthearted and mm. you wouldn't think that it was inspired by such a dark thing. But how did you decide to make the song about that topic? Well, Teenage Dirtbag is not about the murder that happened, um, mm -hmm. but the, but uh, was at, I've been asked for so many years, like, what is a dirtbag? What is a dirtbag? And um, yeah. You know, around 2008, I started really thinking about like, or it was more like 2006, 2007. I was like, what, what are they asking me? Like, what does this mean? And I was like, well, what did it mean? You know, when I first learned that word, and it was maybe 1982, 83, mm -hmm. uh, when I was first starting to like, hang out and get pizza downtown and whatever else. Yeah. Um, uh, that term was pretty dark, uh, and scary. And, mm -hmm. um, and then it became much darker and much scarier in my little village that I grew up in. Um, so it was like, um, I had to start talking about it. Honestly, if I was going to like, uh, keep getting the question and the song was going to keep going on and doing its thing. Um, mm -hmm. uh, because it felt sort of like I had run out of answers that were as fun as the song is. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, I, um, also, um, I know that it was bleeped out by um, the record label early on, but the yeah. whole thing about bringing a gun to school and all that stuff, um, mm -hmm. uh, that, you know, that wasn't, um, that wasn't inspired by school shootings in the, in the 90s. That was inspired by my actual, like, I remember kids, like, having their dad's gun and, like, playing with it outside and stuff and um, mm -hmm. showing it off or whatever. And, um, uh I um 
I felt that danger as a kid and kind of assumed that that was how it was everywhere. And when I got it, got yeah. out into the world and discovered that it isn't, I feel started to feel like, you know, uh, I should probably talk to somebody about these things. <laughs> yeah. And, um, and, uh, so I like entered therapy in 2010 and talk about a lot of stuff, but, um, but basically, mm -hmm. uh, the short story is, is that the hometown I grew up in was pretty violent and, uh, yeah. lots of fist fighting, uh, kids had knives, lots of drugs, uh, yeah. occasion, occasional gun. Um, that's and, pretty uh, scary, honestly. Yeah. It, I mean, it kind of was, and I, I like, you know, there's no version of of me being the songwriter for this song where I don't eventually just ad admit maybe that like what a dirtbag yeah. was back then was pretty sinister or was considered mm -hmm. by authorities to be pretty sinister. Um, yeah. It was this weird dichotomy where I was like kind of starting to identify as a dirtbag uh, like musically and mm -hmm. fashion wise, I guess. And then yeah. Uh, if you can call it that dirtbag <laughs> yeah in the, in the dirt 80s bag wasn't, style <laughs> wasn't really fashion but yeah but, um but uh, uh and then when the murder happened it was like you know, we had this choice to make are you going to become like a prep and stay away from all that or are you going to embrace that and i was um kind of fully and completely like no i love acdc um yeah yeah and went full and full into um that world uh, for my own, um, identity. So it was like, uh, you know, it was like a dangerous decision to make that I felt, mm -hmm. but really the reason I, I just did that is because I sensed the hypocrisy of the adults around, uh, around the subject of right. murder and, and all that. So, um, yeah, that, that's it really. I mean, yeah. yeah. Cool. Um, so you've said that people often lump teenage dirtbag in with pop punk, but you don't really think of it that way. And that when you were starting out, you like went on tour with some other bands that didn't really fit your aesthetic or sound. So how has that affected the band and how have you kind of like dealt with that? Well, we did a lot of touring in the States that what would be considered unsuccessful, meaning that like there was like, um, you know, kids up in the front row, like, like this to us like yeah with, with their backs to us giving the finger and <laughs> and um i uh that's that stopped when we started when we toured with eve six but that was only about a month worth of touring and then we were um mm -hmm. when we were gone uh, we were off tour with them and um uh we eventually um kind of blew up overseas uh in its in a in its own way you know like it wasn't pushed by a label anymore it was kind of forgotten yeah. about by the american label and so it would become this uh sort of song that that nobody was claiming and then and then it kind of did its own thing and blew up and um you know when that happened it was all it was pop punk was this catchphrase of like three piece you know um like trio bands like Green Day and I, I love Green Day and I love Blink-182, but I yeah. would be lying if I said that that's where my musical influences came from because it didn't really. Um, mm -hmm. I was much more into hip hop and ACDC and Metallica and that kind of stuff um, growing up and a, a little bit of new wave. Um, but okay. I didn't I didn't discover, um, you know, Erasure and Depeche Mode. I, I didn't discover pop punk or punk like the Buzzcocks and Crass and Pixies and all that mm -hmm. stuff. I didn't really come across that until way later. 
And the Ramones were always around because they were a New York band, but I always yeah. kind of considered them to be like a power pop band oh, and not, a, a, not okay. a punk band per se. I didn't feel like, I still feel like the Ramones are more of a rock and roll band and less of yeah. a punk band. You know, they're a little bit different. Yeah, they're not really punk, definitely. Um, but um, I think that, uh, um, you know, I stayed away from all that and kind of, after the 80s got into the sort of post-punk hardcore stuff uh like okay. helmet and, and quicksand and um mm -hmm. you know um those sorts of bands uh bands that would like predate um uh deftones like, yeah uh, like the bands that influenced the deftones that was the kind of stuff mm -hmm. that i was more drawn to fugazi was one yeah of them. um and uh so like the whole pop punk thing kind of missed me and I always mm -hmm. felt like Teenage Dirtbag doesn't really fit into that. It's like the sl it's slower, it has more of a like a hip hop influenced beat. The yeah. acoustic, acoustic guitars are kind of more more like a Paul Simon or like a James Taylor song. Mm -hmm. And then there's like this, the guitars are not pop punk guitars are more like metal or shreddy yeah. kind of guitars. So I, um, yeah, it was, I, I didn't, I'm not mad about it, but it's just not true. You know? Yeah. I mean? So yeah. Yeah. I, I think that song is a little different than pop punk. Like I can see how people would kind of think of it that way, but um, yeah, there's some different things going on in that song, which I think makes it like unique and cool. Yeah. Thanks. So, there was also yeah. something a little bit like there was a little bit of resentment happening at the label at the time. Cause they kept trying to turn mm -hmm. us into a three piece. Oh, okay. And, and we were a four piece. Like my, my co-producer was Phil Jimenez as the percussion player in the band and he was a yeah. multi-instrumentalist and he played the samples and everything. And they were constantly trying to get me to fire him. And I was <laughs> like, he's my fucking partner. Like, yeah. what are you talking about? We made this music together. Like how, you know, yeah, um, that's and it terrible. Was well, it was based in that aesthetic, that sort of pop punk yeah. three piece band aesthetic. So, you know, whatever, but, um, yeah, it was never true. So, <laughs> right. So I heard your band name comes from a nickname that your dad gave you and your siblings. So can you talk about how that came about? Yeah, um, well, going back to when we were infants, he would uh, uh, he would call us Weedus, and it was the devolved <laughs> version of the word little. And he would like yeah. baby baby talk us like little 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 weedle 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 sweetest sweetest. That's how it kind of evolved, you know how like yeah like nicknames evolve. So that was how that right. happened. And I, and <laughs> when we started when it's time to name the band, it felt right to have something that um, that was. Uh, like didn't mean anything like yeah yeah a word a nonsense word and i felt like okay that was, like fit the bill so. interesting <laughs> yeah. uh so both your brother and sister are in the band with you right uh my brother and sister were in the band okay my brother was in the band until uh from the beginning until 2006 or 2005 and my sister was in the band on and off till 2010 or so okay um but um they've long since gone and uh, done other things uh, outside of music okay um yeah because i don't know if i could be in a band with my brother and sister like we would probably be fighting all the time so i was wondering if you like fought with them or anything or if you like got along pretty well i mean no nothing out of the ordinary in terms of like sibling arguments you know you sibling fights can blow up real fast because you know <laughs> yeah. each other so well and you know you can you can see each other's bullshit from like a million miles away so <laughs> yeah. it's it's kind of tough but um 
but it was uh it, it was more of an asset than a hindrance i uh, i think okay yeah so in one of your earlier bands that you were in called hope factory you like open for joan jett right yeah that, that's um, crazy like what it was, was super that like cool. uh she well she was so nice to us that it was yeah. a real a real solid lesson in like you know how to treat like other people other musicians other professionals or people aspiring to be perfect because we were definitely amateurs when she took <laughs> us out but um she just was uh super badass and and like um bold and sort of confident and she didn't give a fuck and it was like this this view of like and keep in mind this is pre-internet this is like 96 you know mm -hmm. so um it always felt like that was the first look at a re at the real thing that i ever got up close and it was yeah so valuable it was so valuable it was just like really important um yeah and we only did a, a few weeks with her on the east coast and we were managed by her manager and um mm -hmm. who was also really nice to us but it was like it was like the first like broke the broke the uh the the yoke you know what i mean like yeah it was like our first run so um yeah, it's I can't really place it. It's like the most valuable thing that I've ever done <laughs> in some ways, you know, it's like, yeah, yeah. So. Yeah, that's so cool. Um, So from there, how did we just get started? Like, how did you meet your other bandmates and decide to start playing music together? Um, Well, I met my brother a long time ago. Yeah. But, um... <laughs> well, other than <laughs> <laughs> but uh, uh, the um, uh, Phil Jimenez, who's definitely the most pivotal uh founding member of the band um or first member of the band i should say what was a friend of mine from another band that we were in and we had played a few shows together and um we really hit it off i liked playing with phil a lot we we were um in this band with this singer songwriter um this girl who 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 wrote songs in front of the band uh called jeanette and um the band was called Moxie and uh, uh, okay. this was like 92, 93, not a band you mm -hmm. will have heard. We never, I don't think we ever finished any of the recordings, but, um, mm -hmm. but uh, you know, I, when that band broke up, I lost track of Phil for about a year and a half and then bumped into him when I had just finished Teenage Dirtbag, um, I finished writing it. And I was uh, in a guitar center on Long Island and I, um, and I said to, him, hey, let me, you know, play, let me play you this song that I'm working on. I, I want to find a co-producer to work on it with me. Mm -hmm. And uh, I played him Teenage Dirtbag and he was like, yeah, let's do it. And we, we started working together right there. And that was the beginning of recording the first album. Um, and uh, of course, his friend Mike McCabe uh, came on uh, much later when, when Rich was out of the band. And Rich was a guy I was in a band with, uh, this little hardcore band called Bandersnatch when I was like 19. Okay. Um, and uh, we had, that was my first like CBGB's gig was with Rich yeah. and Vandersnatch and um, that's so cool. It was it was um, it was like you know everyone had everyone was in other bands though you have to understand like in yeah. New York there was a pretty solid hustle of people to, who wanted to be musicians. It was like yeah. you're in a couple bands you're you're trying everything. Um, yeah. And so Rich was in another band and Phil was in another band and even my brother was in a band at, at college and um as as the weedest thing began to snowball it it drew everybody closer away from their other projects and and mm -hmm. uh and that was kind of how 
the first band formed. Um, yeah. And then and then when we went on tour, it was this like this unit that had been together. Basically, the three of us, myself, Phil and my brother had been together making the record for about two, three years. Mm-hmm. And um, and then uh, and then Mike came on and Mike was such a good bass player that he kind of like picked up where we needed him to and, and just, you know, was capable of doing everything. Yeah. Right? You know, so it was just it worked. We were lucky that way. Okay. So you were originally going to do something in the medical field, right? That's funny. You know, I was, when I was in high school, I was on like a conveyor belt. I didn't understand, you know, um, sort of college preparatory, uh, conveyor belt. And it was like, I went went into a Jesuit university, uh, as declaring a pre-med major, which was the dumbest thing anyone's ever done. (laughs) And I I did, I did two years of pre-med, and then yeah. I failed organic chemistry. Um, yeah. And I had really been trying, so I didn't understand how I failed it. And I came mm-hmm. to find out that I have a wicked reading disability. And the oh. uh, the the long uh, peptide chain equations in, in organic chem, in organic chem are too wide for me to read all the way through. Oh, so okay. I was like, it was really like That's organic chemistry uniquely exposed my like, <laughs> deficit. And yeah. I had always had it, and it had always taken me much longer to read than normal people. But I was just like, had worked to overcome it not knowing that there was anything wrong yeah and um uh and then got to college and found out that there was something wrong so i i had so many science credits by that point that i switched over to psych and history so i have a double major double major in psych and and history so oh that's so cool yeah um i I didn't use any of it i i love history it's fascinating (laughs) (laughs) but yeah that's cool though um I didn't know that, but uh, yeah. So do you have any hobbies outside of making music? Yeah, BMX. Um, okay. I, I love BMXing. I love building BMX tracks in the woods and hitting jumps and all that yeah. stuff. Well, that's that's fun. So, that's it super sounds, fun. It sounds dangerous, but. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm 49, so I have to be a little bit more careful than I used to <laughs> right. be, but, um, but I love it. And, um, you know, it's totally awesome and um aside from that uh my partner gabrielle and i who's also in we this week uh we enjoy gardening together we have a we have a vegetable garden in in the summertime that we work on starting in in march and um, yeah sometimes we have to abandon it for tour when we come back and there's like a zucchini that's this big yeah i saw i saw the picture you posted on instagram of your giant (laughs) zucchini (laughs) that's so funny yeah so um and uh, I also love birds. I feed birds a lot, as much as I can. I'm constantly ordering yeah. bird seed and um, putting it out. So, oh, nice. Yeah. yeah. So early on in the band, you were the tour manager. So how is it different now? Is it like easier that you don't have that responsibility of the tour manager? Or Yeah. So the period of me tour managing the band was like... Um, 2005 to 2012 and Mm -hmm. those sort of seven years were really tough uh that is not a good idea to tour manage a band that goes on a tour bus and be the lead singer and all yeah i can imagine it's um it was extremely stressful but it was born of necessity we didn't have the money to hire somebody properly and uh I was a little played out on on the personalities we'd come across who had done that for us in the past. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, uh, 
you know, in 2012, I met uh, a guy named Mike Doyle, who was the first person I ever trusted with the job. And he, he was really amazing at mm -hmm. that. And he worked with us until 2017. Unfortunately, he had a stroke. Oh no. And, um, yeah. And, uh, he's, he's recovering, but, um, he's not on the road yet. And yeah. as soon as he's able, we're going to take him out. But, um, yeah, but I, uh, I've been lucky to have, um, a couple of excellent tour managers, um, uh, Scully from, uh, Texas. Um, she probably won't, won't want me to use her real name. Um, <laughs> and, um, uh, uh, Shannon Soderlund, who's also a musician and singer songwriter in her own right, but she just, uh, tour managed us on this last one. So, um, okay. yeah, it's, um, it's, uh, it's a job you really have to trust somebody in and, um, mm -hmm. hand a lot over to, and, yeah, you know, for always for the first couple of weeks, you're like over their shoulder a little bit, making sure that something doesn't go catastrophically wrong. Cause boy, can it go wrong and go yeah. so wrong. So, um, you know, uh, but, uh, both those people I would, I would trust with my life at this point, you know, Shannon yeah. and Scully. So, um, yeah, well, it's yeah, good that you have them now yeah. to yeah. kind of handle all that work. So you're contributing to a Kinks tribute album called mm -hmm. Starstruck, and that's coming out December 9th. So how did that project come about? Yeah, um, that was this weird, uh, God, that was so weird. So um, <laughs> we, uh, uh, we met Dave Davies through channels, and the same mm -hmm. day we got, uh, we got a, an a email about doing a kinks compilation and it was so weird like it's like what? yeah two totally different unrelated uh corners of the right. universe <laughs> so um my i'm you know i i have to confess to like i'm a little bit late to the kinks i remember lola growing up but and yeah uh, and uh that's a good really one. got me and yeah like i i i remember them i as a kid i remember them just being there all the time but i was never like i was more into acdc at that point right and, and uh discovered the kinks later in life and mm -hmm. you know when i got the opportunity to do it i was like oh man like i always know the kinks songs are pretty complicated and weird and they're like yeah. so quirky and like they're difficult to cover for that reason so i was a little bit mm -hmm. nervous about saying yes yeah and our uh i was lucky because our um our old uh a and r guy and another uh person in our business orbit are about 10 years older than me which is the right age to have gone to see them when they came over here in the states oh, the first okay time. right so they when they were teenagers these two people in our lives yeah had seen them live a bunch and were addicted so i hmm. got them into the conversation as a consultant kind of yeah and um uh, they gave me a, a short list of songs that i immediately learned how to play them all and oh. the only one that really felt like it could also be my own voice was starstruck Mm -hmm. and uh that wound up being the name of the compilation so it's so okay. it's so cool it's just it, it, and you know d met with dave and had breakfast with him and talked to him about it and everything he's heard the yeah. version he loves it so it's that's just awesome like, yeah it's so awesome it's so cool. yeah that's great yeah. i can't wait to listen to it when it comes out so you guys are playing your first hometown headline show in almost four years in january with a couple of the other bands that are going to have songs on this tribute album like the fatal flaw and todd morris from the offspring offspring yeah, yeah. Uh, so how are you feeling about getting to headline a hometown show again 
Um, it's fantastic. Um, we got signed there at the Mercury Lounge. That's where like everything started for us. Um, and mm -hmm. you know, Todd and I, I just I'm excited about meeting the other guys and and you know other musicians who who are in the same uh, endeavor and and just get to know some new people. Um, because I've never as as much as we've been doing this at the same time, I've never run into the Offspring or anybody from the band. So yeah. Um, you know we're we're really excited about it and and it's going to be like a sort of a family fun night for us a little bit yeah it's going to be it's going to be fun it's going to be fun that's cool yeah so do you like playing shows in your hometown more than in other places that's a good question um i like playing hometown shows but my favorite place to play in the world is scotland oh uh, and okay. a close close second is wales and a very close third is Australia. Um, hmm. Those three places, I don't know why they're so sort of up for it, uh, for lack of a better term, but it's like, yeah. they just won't let you fail. Even if yeah. you're sick and you're having a bad night and whatever, you're pissed off. Those audiences are like, no, man, we're <laughs> here for you to rock and you're going to fucking yeah. rock or we're going to kill you, you know? So it's like, <laughs> it, it always works out, you know, in, yeah. in those places. And that's one of the reasons I, I feel great about scotland and, and yeah. wales and australia yeah. they seem like nice places too like just the environment i don't know i've always wanted to go to australia it yeah. seems warmer than where i am at oh, least. it most certainly is yeah it, they, they, <laughs> yeah. They, they don't really have winter as as we know it you know yeah <laughs> so what has been um oh I, you just answered that never mind <laughs> i was gonna say what's your favorite country to play in oh okay um <laughs> But yeah, besides the Kinks project, are you working on any other music or do you plan on releasing an album anytime soon? Yes, so much music. So we're just about, I have four more songs to mix on the 2020 20th anniversary edition of our first album, which okay. the first album when it came out in 2000 had 10 songs on it. This version of it has 20. Yeah. And what it is, is it's like um, everything's renamed so it's teenage dirtbag 2020 truffles 2020 leroy yeah. 2020 a lot of them are out already if you go on spotify teenage dirtbag 2020 is already up streaming yeah. um and uh, what we're doing is is we're pairing the old songs with each of them gets its like its other like anti-matter particle like from the same <laughs> from a different universe where like yeah. i kind of see like there's almost like two versions of our first record. There's the first record. And then there's all these songs that we never recorded because they sounded too much like they belonged on the first album. Yeah. So um, those tracks are out of the vault and recorded now and they're brand new. Basically no one's ever heard them. And um, we're dropping yeah. them two songs at a time. I think there's currently what uh, 14 tracks or 16 tracks yeah. total that, that are up right now. Um, yeah. Yeah, and I have, like I said, I have four more to mix. So uh, cool. I'm going to do that over over the Christmas break and um, get them finished and get them out. And then we have to make a vinyl edition and the yeah. DSD native edition. And and then after that, we're going to uh, record a covers record and a, our seventh studio album, which has been on hold for a really Ooh. long time. Uh, yeah. So um, there's like, in the end, by 2025, with all of the reissues and everything, and the new albums out mm -hmm. there's probably going to be about a hundred weedest songs to stream that are original oh nice so, and uh, quite a few more that are covers so i'm pretty excited about the next two years um yeah 
That but, is exciting. Um, yeah, it's exciting. It's exciting. Yeah. So what would you say your favorite Weedus album is? Oh, man. <laughs> um, Might be a hard question, but... <laughs> it's probably it's probably the Valentine LP. Okay. Um, uh, the, that's my favorite collection of songs. Um, but um, there are a few that I like playing live uh, more than others. Like um, the London Sun is a really fun one to play live when we get mm -hmm. that one right. Um, that's from Too Soon Monsoon. Uh, we always play Lemonade. That's almost always in the set. Um, yeah. That's from the second album. Um, yeah. Uh, that's a, kind of a weird question because it has a lot to do with how good are we at that song at this time, right? Mm -hmm. So, like, when we have, like, I think we have somewhere close to, like, 60-plus tracks uh, that are originals that are out and streaming, and we try to learn them all, which is very challenging. Yeah. Um, and when you get them right, when you know them well enough, you know, it's hard to remember how 60 songs go, you know, right. like just yeah, that's lyrics. A lot and, to you know, we don't remember. work with teleprompters or anything like that. So I have yeah. to like know my lyrics. I have to know right. every little chord move. Um, yeah. And um, but when we feel good about the whole entire catalog, it's always like from listening to lightning is really fun to do. Mm -hmm. uh, Freedom song is really fun to do. A fisherman with a clock. Uh, anything on Valentine and uh, like a song like No Happy Ending Tune from uh, from the uh, from Too Soon Monsoon. Mm -hmm. That one is really fun. Okay. Um, yeah, it, it goes all over the place is the real answer. Yeah. Have you gotten a chance to play any of the new songs live? Yeah, we've been playing uh, Through, which Joey wrote. Um, okay. Mope, um, Satan's Orders, People. Um, yeah, we've been playing a lot. We've been playing a lot of cool, <laughs> a lot of the new stuff. Yeah, <laughs> which has been your favorite to of the new songs to play live? It's got to be Mope, I think. Okay, I think Mope, Mope feels the best from the from the batch of new songs. Yeah, People's cool. pretty fun too, but I have to feel really good about the vocal because yeah. it's like a really high vocal. So I sometimes right. I'm like, ah, you know, <laughs> yeah. but um, but uh. Mope is my favorite, definitely my favorite. And temporary song. Mope and temporary song, those two. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So I know you have some festival shows lined up and some shows on your current tour. So which upcoming show are you most looking forward to playing? Oh man. Um well uh we're finally playing uh with Dashboard Confessional. And they're yeah, I saw friends that. of ours from a long time ago. So we're we're very excited about being on the same bill with them for the first time ever. Mm -hmm. um, so uh, that's really exciting. Um, and that's coming up at the Odyssey Festival. Yeah. Um, but, um, you know, uh, the we have a few shows in, um, uh, we're playing a mall. If you go to weedus.com forward slash shows, you'll see all this information, but we're playing a mall in New Jersey on January yeah. 8th. And then we're playing in Philadelphia uh, on uh, January 13th. And then we're playing New York City on January 14th. And um, then we're going to take some time off to recuperate and mix. And then we have festival season, I think, starts in May. So uh, we're awesome. going to be rehearsing and, and getting the rest of this uh, this giant recording finished. And yeah. Um, and also there's a movie uh, about us. That's, that's Yeah, I was going to ask you about that. There's like a right. documentary in the works about yeah, you guys. Yeah, Do you know when uh, it's going to be released yet? I don't yet. Um, you know, we're... Uh, we're just in the finishing stages of it. Um, 
I can't say that it's a happy story, <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah. but it's an honest one to some degree. You'll get to see me pretty stressed out and, um, and, you know, kind of trying to deal with being, like we said before, the tour manager and the lead singer at the same time. It's really stressful and not a lot of money for us at that time. They came on board to start filming in the worst tour that we ever did. So it's, Yeah. it's, it's, um, it's honest um, and maybe not happy, but it's like, it's a real period that we went through, even though we're kind of past that period now. Part of what's Yeah. being discussed in fact, is that like, we're so far out of that rut at this point. It's like, how do we tell that story honestly? And then also be like, but wait, we didn't die. You know, Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> right. We're still here. I mean, it's like, yeah. Um, Yeah. it's very empire strikes back, you know? Okay. So. <laughs> cool. Well, I'm excited for that. Um, so where can people find the Starstruck Kinks tribute album when it releases? Um, well, it's, it's on streaming right now. Um, you can, you can uh, check it out there. And I think that the uh, vinyl issues and physical copies are December 9th, I think. Um, but um, yeah, you can go to, uh, you can go to uh, um, iTunes or, or uh, Spotify and um, Amazon and check it out. Cool. Uh, Yeah. It's on Wicked Opossum Records. nice. So are you listening to any bands right now that you would recommend? Uh, I can't stop listening to Phoebe, Phoebe Bridgers. I Okay. always, always listen to her. Um, uh, I have been listening to ACDC again, um, here and there, Queens of the Stone Age. I was catching up on some of their records that I didn't know about, um, Yeah. or hadn't heard, hadn't completely listened to all the way through. Um, Yeah. I, uh. I've been sort of like listening to my friend Fat Tony a lot. He he Yeah. just toured with us and he his records are amazing. Um Cool. I throw him on when I'm kind of working and just like getting a vibe. Um Yeah. Uh, uh it's just just too many cuz like, you know, Spotify like rabbit holes you like right Right. down. And so you, I, there's so many things I've Yeah. listened to and I like that I'm like, "What was the name of that band again? Oh my god, you know." Yeah. Um so, yeah, it's it's uh I think we I think we do have a Spotify playlist that reflects some of these rabbit holes so you can check Mm hmm. it out but Cool. yeah yeah All right. And then is there anything else you'd like to plug or mention before we go? oh boy um no I just come to weedis.com or or twitter forward slash weedis or instagram is weedis official um tiktok is weedis official and it's all us we don't have a manager we don't have a social media person Mm -hmm. it's band members doing it so Yeah, um I like that when Yeah, fans just yeah. do it themselves. Yeah, we're a little clumsy sometimes cuz we're old or at least I am, but but Yeah. um but it's still it's still kind of fun and uh you know, we try we try to <laughs> uh keep up with it and respond to people for real. So cool. All right. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to do this interview. I really appreciate it. And it was so nice meeting you. Thanks, Noel. Same. It was nice talking to you. Thanks for having me on.